you may have seen uh, Police Minister, Road Safety Minister Michelle Roberts announced that uh, there's going to be new penalties for people caught with uh, laser jamming technology on their motor vehicles to uh, sort of get out of speeding fines, etc. And that's coming into force in December. I've got uh, Ian Cameron, the Acting Commissioner of Road Safety on the line. G'day Ian, how are you going mate? Good morning Ian, I'm, I'm well and, and good morning to your listeners. What I want to ask is, now this is fair enough, and I haven't got a problem. I don't. First of all, are there very many people around with this laser jamming technology? I mean, they, really, I don't know anybody with it. Yeah, um, and neither do I, Ian. But and it's difficult. We've looked into this in the past with various different types of technology. It is difficult, you know, for all the obvious reasons to find out exactly how many people have these. But it's certainly something, and it's not a recent phenomena. It's certainly something over a number of years that WA police do experience on a regular basis. Right. Okay. Now, what I want to know is, and that's fine. I mean, I, as I said, I don't know anybody that's got that sort of stuff, and I'd never even consider getting anything because apparently it sort of costs an absolute fortune to get it put in your vehicle front and back and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is there was talk about, Michelle said there was talk about like penalties of seven demerit points and like up to $1,200 in fines. Now, that's fine. But what I want to ask is what is the issue between this government and the previous government where they both seem to be scared to get serious about mobile phone use in cars? Because quite frankly, I would rather some guy or girl behind the wheel of a car with a laser jamming technology doing 10 or 20 k's over the limit on the open road and concentrating on what they're doing than some nuffy doing the speed limit on Facebook in their lap. Really, because this mobile phone use behind the wheel of a car, as you know, is very, very dangerous. Why are they scared to actually get tough on this? Absolutely. I don't know if it's about being scared. I think a couple of points there, Ian. Firstly, we've got mountains of evidence and while people have got all sorts of views on it, and I think you've seen governments around Australia progressively really getting serious about speed. And that's great from a road safety point of view. Uh, We've got speed limits, we've got design quality on our road, um, and there is a risk and a significant risk and it's measurable. And so the point-to-point cameras, all the enforcement that we've got, the penalties that go with that, uh, uh, you're right, they've been increasingly uh, getting uh, more significant over the years. And that's because the evidence is there. The community acceptance is moving on. Uh, we we are getting it that speed is a problem and that uh, we need to be compliant and all the rest of it. And people evading that, these penalties are significant because of the risk. To your second point yeah. around mobile phones, absolutely, mobile phones uh, are a risk. Uh, they're they're only one of the sources of distraction, um, and we've got significant penalties. I mean, governments here that the penalties have been recommended to governments in the past, um, and we have looked across Australia, so they are they are consistent with that. But your point is valid that really we don't want people using a mobile phone at all. Um, it's difficult to then equate the risks and weigh it up just on that. But $400 and three points, uh, and that can become six points if it's done uh, over a holiday period as well. Yeah, but $400 and uh, and three points caught using mobile phones, I mean, there have been studies done overseas where they equate it to as bad as drink driving. Now, really... Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So look, and I mean, and, and know, the other governments in the other states in Australia, they're not getting serious about it either. That's right. So, I mean, you know, in terms of looking at all across Australia, that's something that we'll certainly look at. Uh, the evidence keeps getting uh, more significant, but the mobile phones, as I say, we are consistent 
with the other jurisdictions uh, at this stage. Uh, $400, you know, doesn't equate the same as the other, but it's still a significant penalty, and so is up to six points if it's caught on, on a long weekend. Uh, ultimately, uh, I think, you know, our enforcement responses are one thing, uh, but then ultimately... We need some smarter solutions going forward. You're right. I mean, the temptation for some people to be using these things often outweighs the, the risk of getting caught and things like that. So ultimately, we do need smarter solutions for these things in terms of, you know, the, the phone not operating above a certain speed or while the vehicle's moving and that sort of stuff. And they're smart solutions that are possible. We do know from our history that if we keep relying on using enforcement, uh, to get everyone to comply, uh, it'll be a very long period of time. So ultimately, we've got to shift that. Uh, and uh, assuming most people do want to comply, technology can help us. Ian Cameron, Acting Commissioner for Road Safety. Thanks, mate. Always good to chat. Good on you. Thank you for your interest and in, in getting those messages out there. Got a very good morning, Nick. How are you, mate? Good, good. Are you telephoned out, Black? Oh, mate, I can't believe that total. <laughs> What's it, thirty-six million dollars or something? Unbelievable! And I think it punched through last year's record um, at around about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So just incredible. I reckon I got a theory about this because we told all the Triple M listeners how they can uh, donate and get a good tax deduction for it. No, there you go. (laughs) Take a bow, Mr. Nick Bruning. (laughs) Seven million bucks worth. What do you like? Uh, Anyway, speaking of tax, we've got a little bit of a bonus this week. We we did a bit of work with a, a lady called uh, Catherine, and um, it turns out that she hadn't put in her tax return for something like four years. Anyway, most of us sort of hear the dread of the tax commissioner breathing down our neck when we're, we're late putting in returns or haven't bothered to do it. But in this case, when she put it in, she discovered that the tax man owed her, get this, 8000 bucks. Wow. So, <laughs> not too bad. And I guess that's the point, because a lot of people that uh, fail to lodge or perhaps they're late just think that uh, this is all going to be bad. But but the bottom line here is that if you're up front and go and have a talk to the commissioner and say, right, I'm late, these are the circumstances, generally speaking, they're going to let you off all of the fines and penalties that might normally be attached to uh, to, to them tracking you down, basically. If you, if you wait for them to come, come and get you, um, all of those wheelings and dealings are pretty much over. But if you're up front and get it, get on your front foot and go and talk to them and say, right, here's the situation, uh, you'll often find they'll, uh, there'll be a pretty decent let-off. You won't get out of paying the tax, mind you, but you'll certainly save oh, sometimes thousands of dollars in, uh, in fines and penalties. So the other time that you'll see these refunds is where you might have had part-time jobs because what happens is the boss takes out taxes that you're going to work for the full year. Um, and if you only work a half year or, or part of the year, then that tax almost always is going to be parked in there as a credit. And uh, unless you lodge a return, you're just not going to get it back. So in Catherine's case, eight grand, but uh, there's plenty of examples where people might have you know, uh, repaid their hex debt or health debt, uh, continued on, not realising it's already been uh, repaid in, in full and uh, putting in the tax return gets them in the refund. Wow. So there so you go. Could be some good news for an awful lot of people, mate. <laughs> yeah. Now, just remembering that um, your tax is due by the 31st of October if you're going to do it yourself. Uh, if you do want to get someone to help you like an accountant, you have to appoint them before the 31st. Um, otherwise, it's too late. Rightio. Beautiful. Nick Bruning from 7 News and the West Australian. Mate, we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. Cheers, mate. With your weekend sports roundup, it's out of bounds on the Southwest's Triple M.
Sponsored by the One Nation Party Perth. Authorised by Colin Ticknell for the One Nation Party. Seven Harvest Terrace, West Perth. Spoken by Ben Wasley. Aaron Evans, hello. Good morning, Blackers. Great news that the AFL now officially has an agreement in place to move to the new Perth Stadium for the 2018 season after lengthy negotiations that Premier Mark McGowan described as robust. I reckon I'd like to be a fly on the wall during a robust, robust. McGowan discussion. Yes. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. Mixed fortunes for the Perth Wildcats on the weekend. A five-point victory on Friday night at home versus Melbourne United before hitting the road and suffering a shock 90-69 to loss to the Cairns Taipans. They'll be keen to put that one behind them, Perth, and now return home to play Illawarra on Friday. In horse racing, Boom Time produced a stunning run to win the $3 million Group 1 Caulfield Cup on Saturday. It's always a handy form line to the upcoming Melbourne Cup. Boom Time already penalised one kilo for his Caulfield Cup win. He'll carry 53 kgs in the Melbourne Cup, so still a pretty lightweight. And, of course, later this week, Winks will start the shortest-priced Cox Plate favourite since Far Lap as she attempts to emulate the great Kingston Town as a three-time Cox Plate winner. Motorsport, Formula One, Lewis Hamilton moved a step closer to his fourth world championship yesterday when he won the US Grand Prix, coming home ahead of his nearest title rival, Sebastian Vettel. Daniel Ricciardo retired from the race on lap 16 with engine failure after being on the pace early, so not happy the Ricciardo camp this time around. And MotoGP, Honda superstar Marc Marquez has one hand on the 2017 title after winning a breathtaking Aussie motorcycle Grand Prix at Phillip Island. The defending champ crossed the line 1.8 seconds ahead of the evergreen Valentino Rossi. You unfortunately missed this one for a change, Blackens. Mm, and Ma- Maverick Vinales from the Movistar Yamaha MotoGP team. Um Rossi's teammate was third. Mm. Yeah, I missed it because uh, I... It's most of, unlike you. Well, I was in Perth seeing my new granddaughter. She's just gorgeous. Yeah. And then I guess uh, came back to uh, see the last few laps of the race. Mm. But in Del Yellup, we've got this ridiculous TV system where it's all underground or something. Right. And it doesn't work all the time. And it just happened to give us no TV signal. That's not what you want on the last Moto couple GP of laps. race. No. That's so, terrible. you know... I don't know what's going on there, but I'm sick of it because it happens all the time. Right. That's my winch for today. The <laughs> TV reception. And, uh, the underground TV reception and Del Yellup. It sucks. That's some good news, mate. How's the Wallabies finally snapping <laughs> their Blitters low cup? I did watch streak. that. I did watch that. The, uh, it wasn't a long conversation in my house where my uh, Kiwi girlfriend, I told her the scoreline, she looked at me like <laughs> I was an absolute idiot. <laughs> Move on very quickly. Yeah. Uh, very, all speaking very quickly. Perth Glory scored their first win of the A-League season as well with a 2-1 comeback victory over Central Coast. Mariners, Adam Taggart, glory striker there, threatened to blow the game apart several times before scoring a ripping goal in the 85th minute. And also on the way out, cricket, Western Warriors claimed their 13th domestic one-day title. Comprehensive six-wicket win over South Australia on the weekend. It was fantastic. Phenomenal balanced team effort from JL's men. And their attention turns to the Sheffield Shield opener at the Wacker Ground starting Thursday. Righty-ho, thank you very much. Pleasure. 8.38, going up soon. 